following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. With me is Matt Keogh. Matt, I'm I'm coming in hot right off the bat. I'm coming in hot with my stupidity. <laughs> I told you when we were coming in, I was like, do you want to hear how stupid I was or do you want to save it for the show? And what did you say? I wanted, I, well, I asked if you wanted a genuine reaction or not. And I, I I want that general genuine reaction. So, Matt, I'm uh, I got my wife and I. We got one of those uh, electric cars or whatever. 2019. You got an electric car. Got an electric car. We traded in. Uh, we traded in. Uh, Sarah's off to Syracuse, but she still had a few months left on her Kona lease. So we traded in the Kona. Okay. And we got an electric car. So we've got two cars now. The electric one, it gets it's pretty nice. It's a 2019 Ionic I I Ionic. Don't hurt yourself. Whatever it is, Hyundai Ionic. I, I I'm not sure how to say it, but it drives really well. <laughs> um but anyways, um it gets about 115 miles per electric charge. Um Do you have one of those things set up in your house to like charge it? We have it set up in the house, but we've been going like to the different charging stations. They have two types of them. Because if you charge it at the house, it basically takes 24 hours to get an entire charge. Okay. Um, so Do you plug it in every night? No. We've only plugged it in the house once for an hour. Because it was pretty much dead. Right. Um, and, but there's a station near us that it's a fast charging station. If the battery's pretty much dead, it takes 45 minutes to charge all the way through. Okay. Um, if... Usually we go like about half. So every time we go, it's about 20 minutes. There's other ones where it takes a little longer. It'll take like maybe an hour and a half or two hours to get a full charge. Okay. Those ones, you know, again, it's not like a laptop or a, a cell phone where if you, if you only charge it half, eventually you wear down the battery type of deal. This, like you can charge it like 10%. You can charge it 5%. It's not going to kill the battery if you charge it for a little bit, then uncharge it. If you don't get that full, complete charge. You know what I mean? Interesting. So and that was one of the first things I asked. So right. and it, it doesn't mess it up. So, anyways, before practice today, I went to uh, on the boulevard. Oh, I went to a station to just to charge it up. I knew I had. I was at practice about uh, um, I don't know, maybe twenty minutes early, thirty minutes early before I got there, and it was literally right down the road from from east where I practiced. So, yeah. um, I went there to get a charge, maybe twenty minutes. I almost had a full battery, so whatever. Um, I had a sweater or uh, my hoodie on. Yep. Stepped outside because it was getting a little hot, so I took my hoodie off. And I, uh, when I take my hoodie off, I like to take my glasses off because you know I don't want to bend my glasses or whatever. Yeah. So I took my glasses off. Um. Went back into the car, uncharged. Um, you know, waited about twenty minutes, whatever. Did the charge. Unhooked everything, started driving off. As I drove off, I hear a little 
scratch on top of my ceiling, like just a little something sliding. Didn't really know what it was until I proceed to turn down Niagara Falls Boulevard and hear the of my glasses sliding off my roof and proceed. It gets better. Proceed as I see it in my rearview window. They slide off my roof, land on the road, and get literally run right over by the car behind me. So my glasses are currently sitting in the middle of the road, destroyed on Niagara Falls Boulevard. Do you need those? I I mean, yes. I mean, I can see up close. I If I'm reading, like driving and trying to read a stop sign or, or not, like a street sign, yeah. I So I can see objects. I just can't. Like I need them for far away reading. So what is that? near sighted yeah when you can see near but you can't see far so so i'm gonna you know when i go home i'm going to i've got my old beat up glasses these glasses are literally let's see i got them before my italy trip so you're talking uh end of june i think i got them like june 23rd 24th something like that so they're 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 what? July, August, September. They're like three, four months old. That's not bad. No, I mean they're destroyed. Like I've got to get new glasses. Oh, oh! I thought you meant. <laughs> I thought you meant your backup glasses. No, my backup like, glasses those aren't bad. No, my backup glasses. Jesus, those are probably like close to three years old. <laughs> okay. In okay. fact, that's the reason why. I mean, I'm the kind of guy that I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get my money's worth out of everything. No, it was to the point where the only reason I got new glasses, like. My lens, I think, had a small little chip in the middle of it because it, the lens popped out and my dog bit my lens before I could pick it back up. Uh-huh. So it had like a little chip in there. Yeah. So not bad enough where I can't see out of it, but just enough to be annoying. That's so funny. So, yeah, I've got to go to Lens Crafters at some point soon and get new ones. Get new ones. That's unfortunate. <laughs> and I don't think my – I because I think my – my vision insurance, it's like they pretty much covered my entire glasses. Like this pair, I think, cost, I don't know, by the time Literally I got reimbursed, nothing. like maybe 20 bucks. Yeah, that's not And they were a nice bad. pair. But I think the only problem with that is it'll only cover it, I think, once a year. So that's I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to, like, it'll probably have to come out of pocket, maybe 150 bucks, 200 bucks. The good news is I, I shouldn't need an eye exam. <laughs> That's true. That's so unfortunate. So it was... Um, hey, well, you've done it to yourself. I know. I mean, it is what it is. I did it to myself. I proceeded to tell... Because, of course, you know, this happened right before soccer practice. So, of course, the first thing the kids are like, hey, coach, where's your glasses? Yep. Well, and I had to tell them the story, and they all kind of looked at me like, just... You. Have you ever been on Niagara Falls Boulevard? Yes. In fact, it's going to be a scavenger hunt. If anybody can go to Niagara Falls Boulevard... I don't like doing this anymore. It's like, you gotta. But that's my coming in hot stupidity moment. That's stupid. Yeah. Oh, there's there's no way around that. It's like stupid. stupid. For sure. Did you ever have one of those, though, where you either left something on top of your car or you just... No. Just... No? Never. Really? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'd be I'd be lying if I said this is the first time that I've ever done anything like that. I've even called people out and helped them get stuff off their car. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm very I'm very OCD about stuff like that. 
No, super I, about it. I've done it a few times. This is the first time in a long time. But I remember one time, I think, um, in high school, I was, uh, you know how you get, like, the Easter bread? I don't know if you've had, like, the Easter bread where the, it's like the bread, the Easter bread, the the sweet bread or whatever, and then it's baked around, like, an egg. There's an egg in the middle, the bacon with the bread around it. Yeah. Okay. I don't so, eat it. Yeah. But uh, my mom wanted me to deliver um, some of it to uh, my grandmother. And, of course, I put it on top of my car, got in the car, had a few other things in there. And, of course, as I drove off, turned the corner, <laughs> all I see is the Easter bread flying down the road. So Nona didn't get her Easter bread that year from my mom, but which she was not happy about. I, no, I don't think I've ever done something that... Like that, ever really? I don't. I don't leave things on the stove cooking. I don't leave doors open. I don't drive with stuff on top of my car. <laughs> I don't like. I I think the only and I this is uh, the I think the only I guess thing I have is that I close things way too tight. Like, like say if you've got like a Pepsi or whatever, you'll close the lid. Too yeah. tight? Yeah. Well, like, or like more like household use things. Like, if there's orange juice in the fridge and I pour myself and I tighten it and I, I close it back up, apparently I close it like super, super tight. <laughs> so that the next person in there, like, dude, I can't. But I don't know that. Like, I just, <laughs> I make sure it's tight so it doesn't spill. But, you know, my girlfriend will like pull out something and try to open it and she's just like, I can't open this. Like, you close things way too tight. And it's like, I don't try to. It's just, I don't want it to spill. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Speaking of Easter, I don't know why. But um, I had this conversation with somebody earlier today about Easter. But we, did you ever get, like, the buttered, the butter lamb? Oh, yeah. With, like, the, with like the what is it, pepper as the eye? Yeah. It always felt weird using that as, like, actual butter. Why? Because the eye is like looking at you. Well, you're just like, oh, who wants to? Who wants to get the? Who wants to kill the butter lamb first? <laughs> this whole who wants to stick the knife in the lamb? Exactly. And I was, I did not know that was a buffalo thing. Is it just a buffalo thing? I think it is. Huh? I, I that I did not know. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's a very common thing. Because I remember one time celebrating Easter. In Maryland, and we got a butter lamb, and people were like, "What is this?" And I was just like, "This is, this is something stupid, in my opinion." But <laughs> I, I just, I don't. I was just like, "This is, it's decoration. You shouldn't be using this as real butter." The same thing with that Easter bread. I don't think anybody actually ate it. The Easter, the bread itself is really good. I've never. I mean, Why, you're supposed to crack the, the egg. I don't know what the whole egg is. Crack the egg on the bread. Well, it's a hard-boiled egg. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, okay. so it's not like a soft-boiled or anything. But no, I I don't know why. Maybe the egg is just because, you know, the Easter bunny. Somehow somehow in Easter, the bunnies lay eggs. Yeah, also, where did that come from? Why why the egg part? I have no idea. Like, it's, it's so... Not only the egg part. If you're going to make eggs, why not, like, an Easter chicken? Like... Yeah, why the bunny? Why the bunny? Like, bunnies don't lay eggs. They don't. They don't. Well, I mean, think about it. Who would want to be like, oh, don't worry. Like, instead of Peter Cottontail, it's like. Here comes Charlie Chicken. <laughs> yeah. 
like clucking down the old bunny trail or clucking down the old chicken trail or whatever. But like, I don't, I don't know. I used to be that one kid. Like if you went to like a family party or something and like they have like an Easter hunt for the kids, they're like, we're going to hide the Easter eggs now. Make sure all the kids are inside. I'd be like that snarky kid that'd either get outside or just look through the windows and watch where they're playing. <laughs> Oh, I'd get, uh, I mean, we had a bunch of cousins, you know, uh, we would always do it. There'd be probably, when everybody was younger, or especially when I was younger, I'd say there was like 10, 15 of us, you know, whatever, a good amount of cousins, brothers, sisters, and I'd be the uber competitive one. Like, yeah. I'd be like, you know, bumping into people, pushing people, but like, nope, that's not like sprinting towards the eggs to try to get as many as I could. Did you ever not find your Easter basket? I don't. I think I found it every year. The Easter basket we would do just at our house, like with right. with just my sister, my brother, and I. Um, no, I was. I I don't think I ever needed help finding that. Like, um, you never we were pretty ha- good at that. You never had the oh, you never found the Easter basket that morning. Went to church and like forgot about it, and then like if you found it a couple days later, all melted. <laughs> no, <laughs> just destroyed. No. We did have, though, because um, before we would have, uh, there were times where we would have two, like we would do, my mom would hide um, the Easter eggs, you know, for Easter morning when, when uh, my sister and my brother woke up, when we were really little. Um, and then we would do the bigger ones, you know, as we got to the dinner, uh, usually at my grandmother's house with all the cousins and everything. And then we right. would have the, the, the big Easter egg hunt. There were times, though, that my mom would, you know, usually when you hide Easter eggs, you're like, all right. You know, we're going to hide 15 once all 15 are found or you count whatever, however many you're, you're found. Apparently, she forgot a couple ones where we would find an Easter egg in like the summer, you know, like find yeah. one in June or whatever. And it's, uh, you know, it's just a plastic egg. So it's not like, you know, and you crack it open, you got like chocolate or whatever inside. But usually those were unless it was like jelly one with jelly beans in it. They were all like melted or destroyed. <laughs> yeah, no, I I. I was never a huge fan of Easter because I don't like chocolate, but I used to get gifts during Easter. We never did gifts. We would do – now, during the Easter egg hunt, <clears throat> I don't know if everybody did this, but we would have one when it was like the one with the cousins and everybody. We would have one where like the golden egg yeah, where it yeah. had the most prizes, but my uncle, <laughs> for whatever reason, he had one called like El Chipo. Where- <laughs> It would be like literally it would be one where there would be like maybe two pennies in there. Like it would be like an El Cheapo one. Like I remember one year he had one year he had like I don't know, maybe like three cents in there. Another year he had like um uh like a thimble or like it would be like a cheap like so so he had They called it El Cheapo. El Cheapo. So that was that was the two Play. That's Absolutely. Funny. So those those were the ones, and everybody you wanted. If you didn't find the golden egg, you kind of wanted to find El Chipo just to, you know, find El Chipo. So he just brought this up, and he's like, "This is the new egg." Yeah. So I remember I started that, um, you know, with Vicky when Sarah was younger. I did uh, the one year I was I just popped into my head, so I did El Chipo. 
and I put like just one candy corn in there and I think like a penny or something. And I, but I, I wrote like, uh, I wrote like a note. I wrote like El Cheapo and she opens it up and she's like, what the heck is El Cheapo? And I, so I told the story of El Cheapo. Oh my gosh. That sounds like something my dad's family would have done, but I'm so doing that someday. Oh, El Cheapo. It's fantastic. Oh, that's so funny. And it's funny because like, you'll, you know how like sometimes when you, you know, you can wait, but like, oh man, this weighs like a lot or yeah. whatever. There'd be times he'd get creative, like where you, with the pennies. Was like a rock or something? Yeah. Or he'd have like a rock in there or something that weighed heavy and be like, all right, I found the golden egg. I found, and then you'd open it up and like, what the f- you know, <laughs> El Cheapo. Like, bump, bump, bump. Meanwhile, like, while all the kids are doing this, the adults are just sitting there, just some are reveling in the chaos that they've created. Like, what? Oh, for sure. They're like, watch that. Yep, kid just sucker punched his own sister <laughs> just to get something. Ooh, there's a tackle right it's there. Like, I did that. I did that. I honestly do play by play for it. Just sit there and do play by play. And the best part was I'd play with like some like sometimes like the ant who was hiding it would not count. So at the end everybody's like would look they're like did they get them all? They're like oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. But like wait, did we hide 20 or 25? <laughs> did we hide 10? How many how many did you have? How many did you have? <laughs> Now, did you do it where nobody opened them up until all the eggs were found or like Prob- we didn't, probably yeah i was gonna say we didn't we weren't allowed to open them until like all right that's it everybody bring them back you know the one time i'm not gonna lie like you would get different types of like chocolate bunnies did you like the th- like the the full like solid chocolate rabbit yeah. or the hollow ones? i like the hollow ones okay did you like the ones with like different colored chocolate like there was ones like with like a colored maybe like eye or like or like a I- carrot the eyes, I'm not. If gonna they lie. gave them like real eyes, it was weird. That creeped me out. Yeah. yeah, I was. The eyes creeped me out. Um, but no, I like just the hollow chocolate ones wrapped in wrap. All right, another cut in a box, like a plastic box that you'd have to like open up and like take out, like a toy or like the cellophane. Yeah, or like wrapped in like a in like a plastic. I always like the cellophane ones. Not that it really mattered, but I, I like you know wrapped where you could you could see it. But you know, it was it wasn't in like a box or whatever, right? Um, the clear you, through cellophane. You know, there. You know, no, I'm not. I'm not saying this like in a bad way, but my grandmother used to get me like the really dirt cheap, like I the El Cheapos of of <laughs> the uh, of Easter Bunny, and you could just taste in the chocolate that it just tasted rancid. I'm telling you, I love Niagara chocolate, especially their orange chocolate. No, that's good. I'm talking about like Dollar General chocolate. Oh yeah, there's there's <laughs> some where you're just like, and I think Ugh. I think one year maybe I was like thirteen or fourteen, um, and my mom was like, yeah, like you got your chocolate rabbit from your grandma. And I was like, man. Even homeless people wouldn't eat this chocolate. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but like, that chocolate just tastes nasty. But what you're saying, the Niagara chocolate, Niagara chocolate's good. Oh, it's so good. My dad got me this one time. He got me this three foot tall chocolate rabbit, hollow, hollow chocolate rabbit mm. too. It mm. took me probably a good two months oh, to yeah. eat all of it because I would just break off a piece, and it was like that thick. But hollow in the middle. See, those are the best. I was like, "This is amazing." Those are the best. Um, 
No, I'm, ta- I'm not going to lie. There's nothing worse than, like, especially with the thick ones. Like, if you don't realize that it's, like, thick, you think it's a hollow one, and you bite into it, and you're just like, like, you get that, ah, like, you yeah. just bit into a rock yeah, or it something. Yeah, hurt your tooth. Oh, yeah. That's why I didn't, I, I love, I love the hollow ones, but like you said, where it's a little thicker. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you can just, you know, yeah. break it off. Do you start with the, do you start with the ears? Because I know that's a big debate. Some people always start with the ears mm-hmm. and like move their way down. I'd say, I'd yeah, go right for the face. I'd go for the face <laughs> or the ears. Yeah. The ears in particular. Probably because it's. I don't easy. know if I really had a preference, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like, just think about it. the way you like open it up. Like the ears show out first. Yeah. But um, I had this one time. I don't know who it was, but I thought they had. I think they had like a some sick joke about fruit, like keeping the bunnies in the refrigerator up till the point that they gave it to us because what you said like you bite down and it's hard and it was that was cold chocolate and we would all just bite into it and it'd be like stone stone yep. cold hard and it's it would hurt it would hurt so bad but you know again I'm not a huge fan of chocolate I prefer the jelly beans out of everything. I love a good jelly bean. I was going to say, I love a good jelly bean. One thing with the chocolate, though, there's nothing worse than getting that bunny rabbit and or, like, opening, especially if it's in a box, opening it up, and it's already, like, broken. Oh, yeah. Like, it's already, like, like the, broken. Like, the ears are like popped off. Like, the ears off. are yeah, popped yeah. off, or the face is, like, crunched in. Yeah, you're like, I don't even want this anymore. And it's not even, like, if it was just broken and, like you know, dislocated or whatever, but if it's, like, broken and, like, shattered, yeah. so, like, you can't, like, you lost a whole bunch of chocolate type of deal. It's like they were playing two-hand touch in a UPS truck. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, I, I, or you get the one time you open it up and it's not even a rabbit. You're just like, what is, what is this? It's, like, it's a chocolate badger. It's, it's a chocolate turtle. It's a, I don't understand chocolate turtles. I don't understand the fascination with it. Um... I don't, you know, but that's a size point. Um, what was like the so jelly beans? Obviously, I like the Jelly Rancher jelly beans. See, I like the Jelly Belly. The jelly, these are Jelly Bellies. The Jelly they have Jelly Belly Jolly Ranchers. I think so. Ooh, I didn't know. Or maybe they're just Jolly Rancher. I don't know. But Jelly Belly, I had I bought um, it must have been like a variety pack or whatever. Um, last Easter, and. It was one of the big bags, you know, and we put the eggs in, but there was a, obviously a ton left over. So I think I chomped on that probably for like a solid month. Yeah. Just, it was just kind of like a handful at a time, like, hand, you know, pop a few in, <laughs> but just all the different flavors. Oh, I think jelly, jelly beans are the candy canes of Easter because you get candy canes if you decorate a tree and you always have candy canes left over in your house and like you're looking for something sweet to eat and it's mid-May and you're just like candy cane yeah but I feel like a lot of candy canes either get thrown out or just never get eaten like they just kind of stay in the decoration box my my aunt not my aunt my grandma used to put those like little Lindor truffle chocolates you As remember, decorations, yeah, little, yeah. She would do that. She would also each one of us, me and my four, my three cousins, and my mom and my two aunts would each have a ball on the tree with our name on it, and we take the ball and we open it up and we'd have a chocolate orange and like some money in there. But those chocolate oranges, you know what I'm talking about? 
Oh, is that the one where you break you and it? Yeah, it yeah, and yeah, then yeah. It splits. Oh my gosh, those <laughs> are great because it's like the orange flit. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. They are good. Um, I like the fact. Easter? I like the fact though that you have to like smash them on the ground. I would always. I'd be that kid. Like I'd throw them against the wall or whatever. Yeah, you were the one of those kids. Yeah, pretty much. You're the violent one. Listen, I, I, I Easter. I'd say a top. Top two, top three holiday. It's up there. It's... And especially the Easter ham. I'm a huge. Oh, I love ham. Any holiday that I can just like have a whole day of eating ham. Like I, I love, I mean, I'm a big foodie or whatever. But listen, if you literally just made a great ham, uh, everything else, I, I, I don't care about sides. I don't care about whatever. Yeah, just give me more I ham. Just, I just. Keep it on the plate. Like keep it keep it coming. Load plate after plate of ham and I'd be happy. So funny thing about ham, nobody knew that I had a fast like such a like a fixation with ham. Nobody knew I liked ham. Um I went to my girlfriend's house for Christmas. And you can serve ham at Christmas time. Yeah. Um for sure. She her mom was like, I made ham and I say like out loud, I was like, I love ham. <laughs> and and I and nobody heard me ever say something like that before, so I started eating all this. And then I think I was at my grandma's for Easter and something, and somebody was like, oh, we made ham. And I was like, I love ham. And people were like, you like ham? And I was like, I love ham. So <laughs> like, people were finding this stuff out. But you remember my friend Zach who was on here? Yeah. Yeah, so me and him, over a lot of, after a lot of things, you know, working at Dick's together, we bonded over ham. And... I'm not kidding you. We bonded over that's, ham. That's a friendship that lasts. That's a friendship that you know is destined to last. We bonded over ham so much that we've like made group chat names called Christmas Hams. And um, we formulated a plan that over the summer we're going to go to Allegheny State Park, get a, a place that we're going to camp out for the weekend, and we're just going to bring He's got one of those big Yeti coolers, so we're filling up the Yeti coolers with, like, Jesus. three hams, and we're going to cook them and just eat ham the entire time. Cook ham over an open fire? Oh, yeah. That's got to take forever, though, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it's probably going to be cooked before. It's just heating it up over the fire. I was going to say. But scalloped potatoes with ham? Oh, scalloped potatoes. Dude, Listen. sign me up. Listen. <sighs> Oh. My grandmother, my grandmother, God rest her soul, my dad's mother, oh, she would make the best scalloped potatoes, like, just to die for. Like, they were incredible. They're so good. I mean, oh. And I, I haven't had a good scalloped potato in, like, a long time either. Really? What is the difference between scalloped potatoes and potatoes on gar- on gar- on on au gratin? Au gratin, thank you. Because it's just the same, except I guess it's just not in a disc. Yeah. Is, isn't au gratin more like... Uh, Is it more thick? I think it's more like... Aren't they more like mashed? A little, but... Uh, listen, potatoes au gratin, those are good too. No, but Scout... My stepmom makes... For my birthday, I don't like celebrating my birthday, and I'm very particular on what I eat. I either want a chicken finger sub from DeBella's, or I want her scalloped potatoes and white cake. Okay. And when she makes scalloped potatoes, she makes at least like three servings because she knows I will probably kill at least one and a half by myself. I love scalloped potatoes, and my mom, um, 
she'll make these every like every time we have like a picnic, um, like whether it's Fourth of July, Labor Day, Memorial Day, like anytime we have a family picnic, she'll make um, like a uh, a bean salad, like just a spicy bean salad. Like it is amazing. It's like uh, it's not like baked beans. It's like more of like uh, the canali beans. The w- w- I, I'm not sure like what wax beans. No, not like green beans or anything like that. Oh. I, I guess like I guess like baked beans, but not baked beans. But whatever she makes, whatever uh, bean salad, yeah, it is amazing. It's like nice, spicy. It's it's just good. What about green bean salad? Uh, green bean casserole. Yes. Like but with, like the, the it's got to have that French's stuff on it. The French the the, the, the crispy stuff. Yeah, the cr- yeah. crispy onions. French's onions. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. it's got to have those on it. Um, and then I told you, uh, my wife, uh, Vicky, she makes the best, this is more like a Thanksgiving meal, but she makes the best, um, cornbread casserole. Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. Thanksgiving <laughs> is coming up. And I think we talked about this last Thanksgiving, but we, I'm all about our Thanksgiving show. Like the, when we do a show near Thanksgiving, bringing in, like you bring in a few meal food. You bring in some food, I bring in some food, and we literally eat while we do a podcast. And whoever the guest is, almost like a thing. Listen, it's a it's a food podcast. It's. I mean, what so? What is your ideal Thanksgiving? Your ideal Thanksgiving, food wise, everything, the whole day. Well, it's definitely good this year because we got Bills football, so there'll be football. But even if there's, we've had Bills football for the past three years. We should it. It should be Detroit hosting, Dallas hosting, Buffalo hosting. Like we should be, we should be taking over that that Sunday or the Thanksgiving night game. Yeah, except we're playing like the first game of the. Yeah, of the, the, you know. we're playing the early one this year in Detroit. <laughs> so be a blowout. Even if Buffalo's not on there, football's on the tube all day long. Okay. Um, Are you watching the parade? Mm, Vicky and Sarah like the parade. I'm not a huge parade guy. I don't mind it if it's on TV. I'm not going to sit there and be like, all right, shut up. We're watching the parade. Yeah. I'll I T-vote this. <laughs> Stop. Um, I'll be the one like they'll they'll sit on the couch watching it. I'll be the one that's, you know, while it's on, I'm kind of doing a little of this, doing a little of that, you know, over here kind of. Are you the one mainly in the kitchen? Hmm. Or or are you at somebody else's house? Uh, No, we're usually home. Um. Well, I shouldn't say usually at home. There'd be times where we'll go to either Vicky's mom or we'll go to my mom's or we'll go to my grandparents. Well, before we went to my grandparents, um, not anymore. They're deceased, you know, as I bring down the show. <laughs> but, um, no, we – the last couple of years, it's been pretty much at our house. Um, People coming over or just you three? Yes and yes. Sometimes it's just us three. Sometimes people come over. Okay. Um, but I'd say Vicky – I'll do a lot of the prep work, um, but I'd say Vicky does almost all of the cooking. I might make a side, but Vicky, I'd say Vicky does the majority of the cooking on Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, but my ideal food is definitely the cornbread casserole, um, uh, the turkey. Yep. Although this year I might want to try with a deep fried turkey. Oh, you dude, never that, know. Those are I've, great. I've never had one. I want a turducken. Those would be good. I want to find out where you can order some of those. Just make it, bro. But um, uh, the cornbread casserole, the turkey, got to have good stuffing. 
Uh, my mom would make good stuffing. I don't like stuffing. Uh, how do you not like stuffing? I just don't. Vicky and Sarah like the cranberries. Um, I could give or take the cranberries. Um, mashed potatoes, of course, with homemade gravy. And, um, yeah, everything else that, like, as long as I have all of that, I'm good. Anything else, um, would just add to it. Okay. Okay. So, throughout the day, what is, like, your ideal, like, you know, after you eat and stuff like that, what do you like to do? After that, um... Just kind of sit on the couch, watch a little more football. Hopefully by that time, you know, time out to dinner where, um, you know, either in between games or maybe at the beginning of the the middle game, whatever, depending on where the Bills are playing. Um, and then after that, you know, if I'm at, if I'm, um, you know, with the cousins and everything, like the a big party, you know, maybe sit down, play a little... Uh, Euchre or something, partner up, something like that. Something very just low key or <laughs> at our at our the big families when everybody's together, it's usually the family we call it a family discussion. I like to call it the family argument. Like we'll we'll just pick some topic and it's usually like half is on one side, half is on the other. Of course. Um and there's a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling, but a lot of love. Put a lot of love. <laughs> I hate you. Where's your pie? Where's your pie? Pretty much. And then at the end, you know, of course, the pumpkin pie. Okay. You're... Although I'm more of a fan of apple. Yeah. But um, I feel like pumpkin pie has got to be there. Okay. Got to be included. That sounds like a good Thanksgiving. And then at that point, you just kind of pass out at some point. Not because you're drunk, but you just pass out because you're food drunk. Yeah, true. There, I forgot that. Thanksgiving can be a big drinking holiday. I forgot mm. that. I mean, it, yeah. Well, can it? Is it yeah. really known as a big? I know. I what mean, is it? Is it? Isn't it the big? Um, the day before Thanksgiving is like a big going out night, especially for college kids, because that's like typically when everybody gets home from break. So you oh, kind of maybe I don't know. I always thought that like Thanksgiving Eve was like a big bar night. Could be. I. <laughs> mm, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna say what I'm not gonna say. What I'm gonna say. Um, uh, maybe I never went out the night before Thanksgiving. I, I mean, I would every now and then, but not. I did that once for Easter, the day before Easter. The day before Easter. That was a little more shameful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but um, no, I love the holidays. Okay. It's a lot of fun. And then do you go shopping that night, or do you go shopping Black Friday, the actual day, or do you just not do that? Uh, I never went Black Friday shopping um, until I started dating Vicky. Okay. We've done it. Uh, she always did it. And I've gone with her, I want to say like maybe four or five times. Does she go on Thanksgiving Day? She'll go, like, right at – there'll be times, especially when – her mom lives out in Pittsburgh. So when we – the first couple of years when we were dating, we would go out to her mom's in Pittsburgh, and it would literally be, like, I don't know, maybe an hour, two hours after we got done eating, we would go to um, the stores out there. And depending on what kind of deals we were expecting, we would go to different places. But in Pittsburgh, there's um, – near her, there was this one – 
plaza where there's like a Best Buy, a Walmart, um, something else, like all kind of in the same plaza. So we would literally, we would do the line waiting out there. You know, we'd probably go out there, I don't know, maybe an hour before they open. So we'd stand in line, maybe half hour, hour. Um, And then we'd get inside and, you know, we, that was, I know the one year we got, uh, we got one of our TVs and we did it outside of Best Buy. So we got one of the TVs at a great price. Um, I don't know. Then at Walmart, we would just, Vicky was all like, she would be like, all right, we're getting this, 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 whatever the gifts were that year for Sarah or for mom. And I remember the first year I did it, she kept telling me, she's like, you know, make sure you know what you want to get your mom. Make sure you know what you want to get your brother. Make sure you know what you want to get Sarah. I, whatever, whatever gifts you want to get, make sure you know, like, She's like giving me homework assignments, like you yeah. know, the day before, two days before, like a week before. Like, do you know what you want to get? Do you know what you want to get? It's gonna go quick. So I'm just like, I'm the typical guy, but like, I, I I don't know. Can I just like look around and see? So of course I went in there with like no idea when I wanted to get anybody, and it was like, you know, she's flying all over the place, and I'm like, ooh, that looks nice, I guess, and. Literally, like, 10 minutes later, she comes back with, like, a cart full of stuff. Like, all right, I'm done. Ready, let's go. And I'm like, uh, okay. I don't know what I want. So I hate Black Friday. Show. I mean, like, I like I, I like it and I hate it at the same time. Yeah, you can get some. I mean, I feel like now it's more of, like, uh, what do they call it? The Cyber Monday yeah, and stuff. Yeah, especially after the pandemic. I worked, I think, the last true Black Friday ever before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, I feel like the pandemic definitely definitely I don't know if I I don't know if I'd say killed it, but definitely put a big damper on it. Like I'd say Amazon kind of helped in everything just because it's so much easier to shop online. It is plus, you know, dude. I had to work Black Friday, Thanksgiving night when I worked at Dick's, and that's was a terrible experience. Um, and then I had to work Black Friday, the actual day at Dick's for twelve straight hours Oof. at a yeah. cash cash register, and that sucked. And then one time, I went to the Galleria Mall at like twelve o'clock midnight on Thursday, dressed up as an elf, and my friend was dressed up as Santa Claus, and we were just running around the mall, <laughs> and the cops almost arrested us because they thought. We were like on something, but we weren't. I just thought it would be a fun idea. <laughs> we were taking pictures with people, like, but everybody is like at the mall, like running in trying to get the stuff. Meanwhile, there's like these two guys just running around as like an elf and Santa Claus, like <laughs> completely there for different reasons. I feel like if you would have put that on YouTube, you probably could have got like a whole bunch of hits or gone viral oh, or whatever. People working wanted to take pictures of us. Like, I think we were bringing joy to a lot of people. Oh, that's what it's all about. But, um, you know, I was just rocking tights at like at midnight on a Thursday. Um, yeah, Black Friday. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad it's kind of a, a thing of the past. Yeah, it's. It's definitely, you know, it as as South Park once depicted, 
it's like a night of the walking dead or like they're just like slowly walking yep and then the security guard's like you can't come on company property until us it's two hours before opening and they slow down but they're still walking it's just chaos it's it like working in retail for it you had we had a meeting a week before as like a prep meeting it was i worked so like i was scanning so many things and and i would cash out people for like 700 800 worth of stuff oh yeah and it got so bad that the day of black friday maybe two hours before i was able to leave I, uh, the whole system just, just crash, just slowed down to a snail's pace. And I was just like, people, number one, it the Thanksgiving one. I was like, number one, the bills are playing. Why are you here? Number two, it's Thanksgiving. Why aren't you at home? And then Black Friday happened. And I was like, okay, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. Why are more people here? Like, yeah, you should all be gone by now. No, because there's more deals. There's this. There's that. And it's like, I don't know. I so I go Black Friday shopping for other people. I don't buy anything. I kind of just go for the experience. But ever since working an actual Black Friday, it's more of like a PTSD for me. <laughs> and like I always say, like I'm sorry to the workers. I'm just like I'm sorry. You just start saying, like, I'm sorry. Like, no, I don't know where that is. No. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was, oh, my gosh. People are like, are you, are you open? Are you open? I'm like, yeah. Because at Dick's, we had, like, eight registers. And I started in September. So I never saw all eight open before. And I thought the last two were just used for, like, storage purposes. <laughs> and then that day they're all filled and it was just like oh and that that freaking noise of the sensor Beep, sensing ping, sensing ping, the ping. the um electronic like mechanisms in the clothes oh my gosh it got to the point where they would put their stuff down right on the sensor and i would just take it and move it over <laughs> they're like what, what what are you doing it's like i don't want to hear things anymore <laughs> like i want to go home and cry but i can't do that and then the online orders came in i worked cyber monday too wait you had to like what like put them together oh no so after black friday and they didn't need that many cash registers open anymore then they moved all of us to the online orders where we would get the orders on like our thing and then walk around the store the bear store at that point and scan stuff and try to get it and then package it. I probably packaged well over twelve hundred boxes. No. See I'd be like, listen, that's uh no. That's out of my pay rate my pay grade of minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. But like I'm on I'm I'm on vacation that week. Well, and they kept on saying they're like cause I asked because I usually would work like six hours. Black Friday I work oh my god. Gosh, that was loud. <laughs> Stop touching stuff. I worked I worked Black Friday for 12 hours or 11 hours. I worked Saturday for like 10 hours and then I worked Cyber Monday. I worked Sunday too and I worked Cyber Monday. It was atrocious. 
so bad. It was so bad. And that was the point where I knew I was like, all right, I need to get out of here. Yeah. That's where it's, uh, okay, I need a career change. Yeah. And then, you know, thankfully the pandemic hit. I don't want to say thankfully because the pandemic was terrible, but like thankfully like the pandemic hit so I didn't have to like go to that place for like a couple months. Yep. Uh, it was all kinds of chaos, I'm sure. Just like the chaos that Tua felt. That was that was really that was a really poor transition. That was good. That was poetic. No, it wasn't. The, that was the, no, it wasn't. That was poetic. That was terrible. I'm sorry. As terrible as Tua going back into the Bills game, being allowed to go back into the Bills game. No, stop. Is that better? Stop. No. But speaking of Tua, though, I listen. First of all, let me preface this by saying I feel poorly. Like, I feel horrible for what happened to Tua. Um, we didn't do anything. Not that we did anything. I mean, not that any of those hits were dirty, were illegal, were anything. You only got hit once by but us that gave him the concussion. I I mean, if you look at the Matt Milano, all right, he pushed him after the play, but he clearly smacked his head on the whiplash, like on the back of the turf. When he got up, and work. when he literally looked like he was punch drunk, he looked like a, a heavyweight boxer that got knocked down, got up, did the ooh, the shimmy shake, and fell right back down to the ground, and then got up. Yep. He should have been. The, I mean, any coach in their right mind should have seen that, or if they didn't see it, whatever. And as a coach, you're always looking at your players, especially the player, your quarterback. But once somebody told him, or once he made aware that, like, dude, you're not going back in. You're you're done. That's it. The guy was punch drunk. And the excuse, it was a back injury. My, listen, I have had back, in, bash, back issues... For as long as I can count, going back to even when I was in high school, I have never once had a lower back problem where I got up, fell back down, did the shimmy shake, and then looked like like literally had to have uh, his offensive lineman like have my friends like hold me up. If I have a if my back is acting up, I'm not getting up. Right. Like, I'm not getting up. Like, if I'm if I'm on the ground and I have a back issue or a back problem, I'm, like, going to get up. But I'm like, ooh, I grab my back, and I'm literally, if anything, on all fours. Like, I can't get up. Right. I mean, there's been times where I'll, like, turn over on my back and just lay down and, like, literally have to slowly straighten myself out. Right. But I'm not like, you know, all of a sudden going jelly leg and falling down. Yeah, no, he looked like a professional boxer that like got knocked out. He looked like Mike Tyson hit him. Like he looked like Mike Tyson hit him, got knocked down, came back up and got knocked down again. He should not have been allowed to play <laughs> that game. How he got back into that game is beyond me. Yeah, no, he I just watched the video again. He gets up and he starts running and then stumbles like super bad. You know, his knees were weak. 
And then, like, when he regained, like, his composure, then he just started wobbling. And if you look at when he first gets up, he clearly he, like, shakes his, his head. Yeah. Like he, he clearly, like, like you shake, like, ugh, like you're shaking the cobwebs out of your head, like trying to yeah. get the cobwebs out. He was, he was knocked out. Oh, he was out cold. Now, the doctors at that point, before you even look at Tua, before you quote-unquote do the concussion uh, testing or protocol or whatever it is, the evaluation, any doctor in their right mind just looking at that video, seeing him take the hit, the whiplash on the back of the head, see him get up, have the gross motor movement instability, um, should have been, that should have right there been, nope, done. Like, out for the game, done. How he escaped that protocol, I have no idea. How they covered it up and said it was a back and ankle injury, have no idea. Dumbest excuse ever. Yeah, it's... How he was allowed to play the next game four days later. I'm glad that guy got fired. Four days later. And if you look at that hit, it wasn't... It wasn't a hard hit. Oh, are you talking about the Bengals one? The Bengals one. I just watched it. Actually, it was a pretty nasty hit. It was he was thrown down to the ground. Yeah, but it was but, a, it was a bad throw. But if you look at it though, a lot of it is him landing on his shoulder first. Right. And then kind of getting hit. It wasn't like if it was just that hit alone and he didn't have the Bills one before, I don't think and again, maybe he does get knocked out from that hit. But I don't think that hit alone knocks him out. Right. It was obviously from the first one. And, I mean, I'm just, I I thank God that this kid is, at this point, still walking, still alive. Right. I mean, that could have gotten really bad. Really bad. If it had been one of those hits where you just looked like, if he would have got blasted and drilled into the ground... This kid could have been dead or at least paralyzed or something. I mean, this could have been – thank God it wasn't much harder of a hit yeah. than what he took. But how long do you think he's going to be out for? He's. They already ruled him out for next week. Um, well, obviously. I mean – I give it a couple – like, I give it more than, like, five weeks. Listen, I hope however long this kid is out or short this kid is out, I hope for his sake – he is allowed back when he forget clearing the NFL's concussion protocol because I have no faith in their protocol nowadays. I mean, it's right. after this, it's just it's beyond me how he ever cleared it in the first place. I hope he clears an actual concussion protocol and he's healthy when he gets back in, whether that takes another week, two weeks, a whole season. Yeah, I don't care as long as this kid is healthy. It it boggles my mind that as a high school coach, especially soccer, but high school football, high school, like we have to, even in a soccer game, if a kid gets any type, even if they take a bad header, they're pulled out right away. They have to pass protocol with the trainer. They have to go see a doctor if it's they're still having symptoms or whatever. There's a whole laundry list. Of stuff, honestly, it takes probably a good 
I'd say a good week and a half to two weeks at the earliest for these kids to get back from a high school concussion. Right. How is how is it that for girls high school soccer, the concussion protocol is tougher to get back into a game than a violent NFL game? Well, because that has money involved. Billions of dollars, but I, I get it. It's a billion-dollar league, but you, you either say that you're serious about player safety or you don't. I yeah, mean— And it shows that they're not. It shows that the, that shows right there that they are absolutely not, that they care about the buck. And I get it. Whatever. It's a business. But you know what? Then stop with all this. We're coming out with better helmets. We're coming out with player safety. I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, did you hear the coach, McDaniel? Um, no, I didn't hear what he said. I would never put a player in that type of position. I'm not that type of coach. Oh, I always did. put player safety first. I always put player safety first. I'm sorry. If you have to say I'm not that type of blank, if you have to come out publicly and say I'm not of this or I'm not of that or I'm not that type, that usually means you are that type. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. I care about my players. I would never put that their safety over win. Give me a break. You did. You did. Any coach in their right mind knew that that kid was not okay. Yeah, it's it's. You could look at his eyes and tell that he wasn't there. He was literally being held up by his offensive lineman. Back injury, ankle injury. The pro. Well, we asked Tua. He said it was his back. Well, because he was concussed. Not only that, name one athlete. Name one athlete. I don't care what the level. I don't care if it's modified 7th and 8th grade, whatever. Name one athlete that's hurt, that doesn't want to go back into the game. That if a coach asks him, hey, Matt, are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, coach, I'm good. Okay. I just saw you get drilled. I saw that your leg is, like, bent five ways over there, but you say you're okay. All right, fine. Go back in. Come on. What is this, the 1970s, the 1980s? I mean, give me a break. We asked Tua. He said he was okay. He said every – you know how many times as a player where I got knocked out, whether I was kicked in the head with a soccer ball or took a foot to the face in soccer or just hit my head on the back of the grass and I got – Larry, are you all right? Yeah. Where are you? Uh, playing soccer. What, what do you? Yeah. Okay. All right. He says he's fine. You know how many times you've lied as a player during those tests? Just to play. Just to play? Yeah. Because you know it's a close game or you just want to get back in? Give me a break. We asked Tua. Come on. That's a joke. And everything about him going back in that game is a joke. I'm sorry. In fact, we just had it the other day where one of my star kids clearly went down. One of my star athletes looked up, you know, are you all right? Well, I got a headache. I think, you know, sit down. You're done. I think we were maybe 10 minutes into the game. But coach, I'm sit down. You're done. You know, yeah. looked at her maybe 20 minutes later. You okay? Yeah. Be honest. Are you okay? Well, I still feel you're done. Yeah. Didn't even need to hear. As soon as I heard the, well, nope, you're done. The head and she came off the field. You could tell she wasn't wobbly. Wasn't like, didn't have a Tua where she's like, you know, 
jelly leg, but clearly saw her hit her head, clearly kind of saw her grab. You know how when you kind of grab the head or whatever, that's it. Yeah. For know. me, that was that was enough. I'm sorry. I, I get it. The doctor in quote unquote independent or unaffiliated, that's bull. As long as you're there, you know you have some affiliation with the team. So I don't want to hear this unaffiliated or independent neurologist crap. He's there. He's been around the team. He knows there's pressure on him to get back in the game. I saw that hit. The kid's not. My kid didn't go back in the game. The coach saw that hit. Clearly made a decision. All right. Can you play? Yeah, coach. All right. I got the go-ahead from the neurologist. I wouldn't be surprised if the neurologist like, he can play, right, Doc? He's good, right, yeah. Doc? Yeah. He passed that. He Yeah, this is what he said. See, he's good. He No, 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 Doc, he said it was a back injury. It's fine, right? He doesn't have a concussion. Right? Wink, wink. Come on, it's garbage. Yeah, well, they can't hide it now after his response to that hit in Cincinnati where his fingers went completely stiff. That shows that there's motorological, like there's neurological damage. I, like I said, I really hope that this kid doesn't have a long-term dramatic effect from oh, this. Oh, he's going to have a long-term. It just might not pop up right now. And that's and that's just it. Where that's CTE at its finest. And that's just it. Where I get so upset when when people take head injuries. And it, don't get me wrong, as a player, I was one where if I Got a little wobbly. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm right. fine. But as you learn more about these, as you you know, you've you've taken the phys ed classes, you know, you've taken the the I'm sure the athletic training classes or whatever yeah, the concussion you, protocols. The concussion protocols. That. As you learn more about these, even as a player, I can't help but happen to think like, ooh, um, how many times did I play with a concussion? Not that I was concussed a lot, but. How many times did I take a header and continue to play? How many times did I smack my head on the ground or get up or have the – thankfully, only one time can I really remember ever having that getting up and that woo yeah. wobbly feeling where I fell down. But thankfully, I had a coach at that point who said, nope, you're done. Um, And I was able to – I think I missed the next two games, three games, something like that. So I at least had a chance to recover. But it starts getting scary. It, yeah. I mean, it, it's a scary thing. And like you said, it's not something like a broken arm or a broken leg or if you blow out an ACL or you tear this or tear that where you can see that there's something wrong and you can see or feel when it's completely healed. You, it's not, you can't necessarily see a concussion. Well, you not. should be able. In that case, it should have been cut and dry. Yeah. But you can't definitively see a concussion. It's not like you're going to see an injury to the brain. Right. And. Well, you did on Thursday. And who knows what's going to happen five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 30 years from now, when this kid is in his 40s, 50s. Is he going to be able to remember playing? I mean, how many times do you hear stories of these guys with, you know, um, 
the con- concussion symptoms that oh, like the CTE, the CTE, like just losing their mind, really losing their mind. Um, I know it, Jim McMahon comes to mind where he's Jeez. gotten really bad. Where I mean, I, I remember them doing interviews on him where he, you know, has n- almost no short term memory. Really, I did not know. I mean, that. he's got like a, a lot of times he'll have good days and bad days, but it there sometimes where you look at him like he almost sounds like you know an eighty five ninety year old guy um, guy that you know has uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah, almost. You know, kind of goes in and out of this and that. I mean, it's awful what some of this stuff goes makes you go through. Yeah, it's and for what for like. 10, 15 years of playing a game. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's a business. I get it. All of these players, or you would like to think that all of these players know how severe it is, and they put their their body, their health, everything on the line. Let's be honest, for our enjoyment. Right. For our enjoyment as fans. I mean, nothing more. I mean, you do it for competition or whatever, but you're putting it, for if if there were no fans, there'd be no NFL. If we weren't paying the money to see it, there'd be no NFL. There'd be no NHL. There'd be no uh, whatever sport it is out there. It's pure enjoyment. And I'm one of the I love sports and competition, but at the same time, it's a game, and these guys shouldn't have to go out there and think that you know if they don't play through an injury they're going to be out of a job yeah it's unfortunate it's just terrible that's how they are that's how athletes are sometimes i mean have you ever had um whether yourself as a player or known somebody where they just because one of the things is is some of the their teammates should have went over to them and said physically dude no you're not ready yeah like do you think some of the responsibility falls on their teammates? Like, have you ever been in that situation, whether it's at soccer, whether it's uh, even just playing a pickup game or, or whatever, where you look at your buddy and like, dude, you you are not looking good right now. You need to go sit down. No, I've never really had anybody that I played with get a concussion. Um. I've seen people get concussions. Have you ever had a concussion yourself? I don't think so. I was going to say, I've never actually been I've diagnosed. Never, yeah, I've never been diagnosed with a concussion. But I'm pretty sure, like, thinking back to I've some of I've got my bell rung a couple times. Oh, absolutely. If that's, yeah. I have mean, for sure. Yeah, so. I don't know if any of those were hard enough to be a concussion, but. I mean, I would think if you've got your bell, you know, your bell rung, if you're. If you have to shake the cobwebs out, that's some point of a concussion. Whether it's a mild concussion, medium concussion, major concussion. I've never been knocked out, knocked out. But I know for sure. I have. Um, well, if you've been knocked out, knocked out, then that's a concussion. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's one of the biggest symptoms if you lose consciousness. Yeah, uh, when I was, gosh, I was like probably five. Would you like it just fall? No, I was no, I, I wasn't five. Maybe I was like six or seven. But um 
there's like some sort of volleyball game that I was like playing with adults, and this dude jumped up and like spiked the ball, hit me directly in the face. The next thing I know is I'm on the ground like with people staring over me, and I woke up. So I was knocked out. I know there's been there's one soccer game in particular that I can that I can remember where it was in Sportsplex, so it was an indoor league. Um, I went running on for a headball, and whatever, this guy was bigger, for whatever effed up reason, he decided to kick his leg up and kick the ball, and he literally, his the heel of his foot caught me like square in the eyes, and I went down. I don't remember if I was knocked out, knocked out. Like, I don't remember being, like, unconscious. I remember at some point I got up, I went off, but I do remember going back into the game maybe, like, five, ten minutes later. I couldn't, to this day, I couldn't tell you what happened the rest of the game. I couldn't tell you what the score was. I I mean, I want to say we won. It was an adult league, so it wasn't... um, it was like a bunch of guys from high school, some guys that graduated already, some guys that were still on the team. I think it was my senior year. Um, I couldn't tell you what the score was. I couldn't tell you how I did the rest of the half. It happened maybe roughly around halftime. So I'm guessing that's a concussion for me. Like I, I Again, I don't think I lost consciousness. I don't think I was knocked out. I know it hurt like hell. Right. And I know... Um, in fact, I it was senior year, so I drove um, a few of my buddies to the game. I know for sure I had to have one of my buddies drive my car home because I couldn't drive. Like I had an incredible headache. Um. So yeah, that that was probably my biggest, um, scariest moment where I yeah. got like knocked out. All the other ones were kind of like, you know, if you slam your head, kind of like too, how he slammed his head in the back. Yeah. Didn't get punched drunk, but you're like, ah, and you're just the rest of the, you're just you're like almost like it's annoying, like an annoying just pain there. Yeah. I don't know. But it's it's, it's always touch of feely with your head. Shame on them, though. Shame on the organization. Shame on the coach. Um, And his excuse of, well, the doctor said it was OK. Doesn't Give me matter. a break. Give me a break. It's coaching one on one. And I'm sorry, how did they let him fly home that day with a team? Yeah, they should have taken him to, like, the hospital. Like, isn't that isn't that one of the – you're not supposed to be on a plane if you've had a head injury, well, isn't it? Because of the air pressure. Yeah. And not only that, and then he's like, oh, well, I watched MacGruber with him and we were talking. You're not supposed to be, like, watching TV. Yeah, you're not supposed to be staring at a screen. Yeah. Oh, I do know somebody who got a concussion. Anyways. <laughs> So I remember telling him all this. But, yeah, you're not supposed to look at a screen. You're not supposed to be, um, like, fast-moving things, air pressure. You're not supposed to drive. No. Anything like that you're not supposed to do. Um, I feel like this was just handled. This could have been handled better by, like, a athletic intern. Yeah. Like an athletic training intern. This was just shame on them. And you know what? I I hope Miami doesn't win another game. I kind of hoped that before. Anyways, yeah. But I hope they don't win another game. I hope, I, in your opinion, should the coach be fired? Yes. Thank you. I don't think this would have happened 
with um the old coach. Uh, who Brian was Flores? The I I agree. I don't think that would have happened. I feel I like agree. he would have said to her. I agree. I think he's now again. I I was very surprised that Brian Flores got fired. I was borderline. Again, if he had if it had been Buffalo, I would have been dude. What are you doing? Like I thought the guy was. I thought for once Miami seemed to have the right coach. I thought they seemed to be going in the right direction. Um. I, again, don't really know all that much about him. I'd like to think that he would have had more common sense to say shouldn't, not going to be back in there. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. But, no, this coach, and then the way he's handled the press conferences, it just, well, you know, we had the word from the doctor, and, you know, I take... Nobody takes player safety more than me, uh, player safety, you know, respectfully more than me. And I would never put my players in this situation and I would never give me a break. Yeah, no, Give me a break. Stupid. It's it's shameful. I'm glad the and I I hate to say it, but you can already see it coming. They're going to do the quote unquote investigation into it. The doctor has already been fired, so that's kind of your sacrificial firing, throwing somebody under the bus, which rightfully so. If this guy did clear him, I don't care if he was persuaded or not. He should be fired because there's no doctor in their right mind you would think that would clear this guy. So he should be fired. Um, They'll probably come out in about a month. We'll hear at the conclusion of the investigation, we decided to fine Miami $10 million, which is like fining you and I like $20 yep. because it's, I mean, $10 million, they make that in like a half a football game, if that, and uh, that'll be that. You know, we'll have, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but this past Sunday, it seemed like anytime anybody got hit in the head, up oh, spotted for a concussion, he's out. McKenzie took that hit, spotted for a concussion, he's out. Like, everybody that got anywhere close to a concussion, they were pulling him out. So the pendulum definitely has swung into that uber-sensitive range now where if you get touched on the head, you're going out. Right. Which isn't good either. But yeah, the, nothing's going to happen of that investigation. No, nothing. Nothing at all. And it's In un- fact, supposedly, I think, what was it, yesterday, they had talked to Tua or... Tomorrow they're talking to Tua or something. They're talking to Tua soon. They either talked to him yesterday or I think today, tomorrow. I don't know. In the next day or two or they already talked to him. They're talking to him. What's he going to say? Um, it was a back injury. I, I, I clearly hurt my back. I did it two plays before that, and that really hurt. And then my ankle hurt. And, yep, I'm okay. And... Well, I don't remember because of the Sunday hit, you know, after the or the Thursday hit. After the Thursday hit, I don't, I, I'm not sure what happened, but it wasn't the Sunday hit, right? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who cares? Like they're gonna expect him to say, "Yeah, coach told me to go back in and yeah. told me what to say," and the he told me to do it, but it's garbage. And I'm sorry, as a young, as a first year coach. I don't care. You as a first year coach, third year coach, twentieth year coach. Yeah, just it's you want to make a you want to make a big stand on this as the NFL. 
that coach should be gone. You fire the coach. You send a clear message throughout the league. If you put a player's health, potentially life, in jeopardy, you will be gone. Oh, yeah, 100%. But But they won't do it. No, they won't. They won't do it. I got a better chance of growing hair. (laughs) But Yikes. It just, I don't know. And as soon as I saw the hit, I was watching the game, and I I got heated, and my wife's going to look like, what's wrong? And I was like, that's, it's just, it made me so mad. And even just thinking about it, it makes me mad because it's just blatant negligence. Like, on every single level. Right. And nobody's going to be held accountable. A doctor got fired, rightfully so, but there's so many more people that were involved and so many more people, if they're involved, should get canned. We'll we'll see, but I don't think anything's happening anytime soon. No. No. Maybe if the Dolphins have a terrible year, then maybe they'll fire their coach as a part of the investigation thing. But instead of them being, you know, finishing a season three and 14 or whatever they are. Right. Eh, no. Joke of a franchise. I can't believe we lost to them. On a good note, though. Oh, gosh. On a good note, what do you think about the comeback from the uh, the Ravens game? Down 20-3 and come back to win. Yeah, it was, it was, it was okay. I'm just glad that game's over. It was one of those games I feel like. It's just, you know what, whether it's hockey, football, baseball, basketball, whatever the sport is, you sometimes just have those ugly win games where you just look at it and you're like, you know what, whatever, a win's a win, and let's get the heck out of here. Yep. And I'm not going to lie, I was not happy with the first half. I did a little screaming, but again, it, uh, it felt great to get that W. And just the way that they did that last drive, like even purposely staying out of the end zone. Again, I think, and I, I've had people uh, say differently, but you know that last run where they're, <clears throat> you can clearly see that half the Ravens defense has kind of wants Singletary to get in, and Singletary makes that cut, but he's clearly slowing down and pretty much goes down, I think at like the four-yard line, three- or four-yard line. Yeah. He went down on purpose. Yeah. Right? Okay. Because there are some people, you know, that have been saying, well, he got tackled. He didn't try. He was trying to score. You could tell. Who cares? He slowed down. It was a smart play. I think it was smart all the way around. Poor time management by the Ravens. Absolutely. Now, that being said, your John Halberl, you're John Harbaugh. Do you kick the field goal or do you go for it on fourth you and kick the field goal? You think? Yeah. Why? I don't know, but no point points better than no points. Okay, so you go up by three. Your defense that half hasn't stopped Buffalo. I mean, obviously, I guess you put a, there's a little bit more pressure on the Bills' offense being down by three as opposed to being tied because worst case on that drive, if Bass misses the field goal, it's going to overtime. 
I think I'm with Harbaugh. I go for the touchdown. You gotta go Obviously, the I don't. I don't like that play call because I think they were doomed from the beginning. Why would you throw it or try to throw it? I th- I would have liked to see them set something up where you get Jackson on the run. Jackson mobile, Jackson on the run. It was. I mean, it worked on him for what? There was a third and eight on that drive. There was, I think, a third and ten that they converted all with Jackson's legs. I. It was clearly he wasn't giving off big yardage, but at that point you were what two yards away. Yeah. I think I I I would go for it. I would go for it. I think the absolute worst-case scenario happened for them. I think the ultimate thought was, okay, if you stop us, it's still a tie game, and you're going, you're now starting your offense from the two-yard line. Jackson made a horrible throw. Poyer made a great play on it, but that throw should never have been made. Intercepted in the end zone. Now Buffalo starting at the 20. Entirely different game scenario. Yeah, and by that point, we had our timeouts and just played the clock. Yeah. I mean, once we got through midfield, it was just... Tyler Bass was my kicker. Yeah. And it was just... It was fun to see. I think... I I know Harbaugh was kind of getting slammed for that decision. I still think he made the right call. He made a gut decision, and, you know, that's how it is. Yeah. That's how it being a coach is. If he would have gotten the touchdown and they would have won, he would have been a genius. But... Dude, it didn't. I'm looking at the Bills defense on my stats right now. Within four games, they've had seven interceptions, two fumbles. And, jo- and and Poyer has had four of them. Yeah. Two fumble recoveries, 13 sacks, and one touchdown. Isn't that crazy? Their their defense is for sure. That was a great pick. They get me so many points. Their defense for sure. Is playing lights out. And that's not even with Tredavious White in. Whenever he's eligible now to come back. He is, but he's not going to be back yet. I would like to see him active. I really thought they could have done it um, Monday. So they could have done it way back on Monday. I thought for sure they would make him eligible Monday. He would practice this week. Wouldn't play in the pay, or in the Steelers game. If he did play in the Steelers game, he'd be on a pitch count where maybe he's only getting ten snaps the entire game, and then practice obviously in the next week and have him ready for Kansas City the following week. Right. The fact that he's still not active yet makes me think that they're probably they're probably he's probably not going to play Kansas City and he's probably going to be activated after the Kansas City game cuz then we got the bye week and then he'll be ready for the um the Packers after the bye week. We have the Packers after the bye week, right? I think so. So um that's my thought. I really hope they still activate him. There's still time, but I I want him for the Kansas City game. Yeah, I really do. I'm not worried about Pittsburgh. I don't think it's going to be a, a. I don't think it's going to be a, a breeze. I'm going to that game. We're thinking of getting tickets, but I don't know. Vicky might be out of town, so if anything, I might just go by myself. But tickets are getting expensive now. 
Yeah. So, but it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a, a fun game. It should be. All right, Matt, you ready for the hot seat? Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, you know what? Let's do. Do you have? You're good with you're good with the Google and everything there. Yeah. Google the NFL schedule this week. Okay. We're gonna do a little for the first hot seat question. We'll do a little. Uh, we'll do a little gambling question. If you had to pick with the spread, with the spread, if you had to pick a three game parlay this week, what would your three game parlay be for this week's game? Like who I want to win? Like, um, yeah, who you think's gonna win and with like against the spread. Uh I think I just have to pick three games. Yeah, who would your who would your uh who okay. would your three games be? Uh Rams over the Cowboys, Sunday right, night. So now what's the spread on that? Oh, I don't know. Well that's what I'm saying, with the spread. I well that that's requiring me to go with <laughs> Google and FanDuel. No, no, no. You can do it. Oh, all right. So you got what game did you say? I said the Rams over the Cowboys. That's right. Sunday night. So Rams Cowboys. So that's uh, Rams are giving um, four and a half. Okay. All right. So you're still taking the Rams. Yeah. All right. Um, the Bucks over the Falcons. Bucks over the Falcons. It's Sunday at one. That's uh, so the Bucks. Why can't I see that? Oh, the Bucks over the Falcons. The Bucks are giving nine. Okay. You're still taking the Bucks. Yep. Okay. And then Detroit over the Patriots. And New England is giving three. Okay. So those are your picks for your three game parlay. If I had to do it, um, I want to take the Bills, but giving fourteen. They're giving fourteen to the Steelers. Whew. Um, no, I'm not going to take that. Um, you know what? This will make Matt Johnson happy. I'm taking the Colts over the Broncos. I just hope that freaking the Colts are Jonathan getting. Does something. Well, that's just it. The Colts are getting three, and I think the Broncos are just a garbage team. I think Russell Wilson could be shot. Um, although I do need, I do, I would like Cortland Sutton to have a good day. But I'm taking the Colts over the Broncos. Colts are getting three, so Colts are the underdog. Okay. Um. Uh. Let's ride. S- sorry, Brian Dable, but I'm taking the Packers. Even though the Packers are giving eight and a half, I'm taking the Packers over the Giants. I think for some reason, I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to go off on them. That's the London game. That's the nine thirty game on Sunday. Um, so I'm taking that game and the Eagles over the Cardinals and the Eagles are giving five and a half. I think the Eagles are going to destroy Arizona. The Eagles look, the Eagles look nasty. Like the Eagles, the Eagles look like they are going to run rough shot over. I mean, it could be an Eagles bill Super Bowl. I mean, Eagle Philadelphia looks nasty. Like, Jalen Hurts looks like he finally... He looks like Josh Allen when he finally put everything together. Right. It looks like Jalen Hurts is finally, like, 
their Josh Allen. Yep. Like he's playing lights out football. The Eagles are playing lights out football. That would be a hell of a Super Bowl. Buffalo versus Philly in Arizona, or in Arizona. Two hardworking blue collar cities. That would be that would be a hell of a Super Bowl. Those fans would be nuts. So I'm taking Philly. I'm taking uh, who did I say? I'm taking Philly. I'm taking the Packers, and I'm taking the Colts. Okay. All right. Question number two. Favorite jingle. Favorite jingle? Yeah. Are we talking like like commercial jingle, like radio jingle? Yeah, could could be commercial and or TV. Ooh. Now, does a TV does a TV theme song count as a jingle? No. Like a TV show theme song? No. no? Okay. Ooh. Do you have one? Because I can't think of one. Uh. Basil, 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 just <laughs> okay. Um. I guess is it, would this be a jingle? You know, like the um, the only reason I'm thinking of this is because Seinfeld, like the good Doug by Menon. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, stanza. Is that like a jingle or is that just like a catchphrase? I think that's just a catchphrase. All right. Um, oh, what's the Kenny Carpets commercial? Yeah. And today. Oh, that's the Empire one. Empire? No, like no, Kenny Carpets. Come to do the Kenny. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny Carpets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny. That's yeah. That's that's mine. That's the one they gave the Kenny Carpets commercial, or Kenny Carpets jingle. Okay, okay. There's got to be big money in making and like writing jingles. Oh, hundred percent. So, all right. Good question. Good question. Thank you. Guys. All right. Question three. Um. For, All right. Oh, okay. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You got one? I was going to say favorite Scooby-Doo character out of the original cast. Out of the original? Yeah, so just like, you know, the, the core people. Is Scrappy-Doo considered the core? <laughs> no, I consider him a, a uh, supporter. He's like a fringe? Yeah. Um. Hmm. I was never a Fred guy. I, you know what? I'm... Uh, this is going to make me sound terrible, but I'd say Shaggy. Ruh-roh. ruh I was going to say Scooby-Doo, but I figured that's too easy. Nah, I like Shaggy, too. I'll say there's only five, one, two, five. three, four, five that you can choose from. Yep. Um, I'd say Shaggy. Okay. Yoinks. Zoinks. Zoinks. Yep, okay, okay. Fred, I don't, I don't know. I I just feel like Fred would be too much of a, too just too much of a uh, a-hole. He'd be he'd be the guy like like dude shut up yeah no Fred's Fred's stupid <laughs> <laughs> all right um question four yep what are we on four yep. all right uh question four okay would you rather be a um famous rock star musician singer or a famous actor? Whether you're a solo singer or whether you're in a group or a band or whatever. Singer. Really? You'd rather be a famous singer? Yeah, I like music. See, I'd rather I'd rather be an actor. I I'd I'd rather be like an actor or some like that, I guess that type of celebrity. Okay. Um Don't get me wrong, I think musicians like I mean, that's where you've gotta have like a real talent. I think musicians are definitely more talented than actors. But hot take. 
I'll I'll support it. I think they are for sure because I think I think almost and I think most if you ha- if you have to train somebody to be an actor or train somebody to be a musician, I feel like it's easier to train a person to be an actor as opposed to train them to be a singer or a musician. That's fair. Um, but I I'd rather be an actor. Plus, I think like an, as an actor, if you wanted to be a musician, you could always just take a part as a musician, right? That's... And you know, have them do something to your voice. Yeah, but that's not real music. Exactly, but it's acting. Okay. <laughs> so you can get the best of both worlds. All right. But I'd rather be an actor. All right. And question number five. I came up with two already. I came up with two. Uh, I had a good one. Um, let's wrap this up. What do we got? Question number five. This is where if we prepared, we would have this wrapped up. Favorite juice. Mm. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna say mine. I like grape juice. Grape juice. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Can it be like a blend? No. I'm gonna be hard on you. <laughs> I. Uh, hmm. I was gonna say grape grape juice cut with like orange juice, but um, if I can't if I can't blend it, um, I'll just say straight up orange juice. Fair. I'll just say straight up orange juice. No pulp though. I'm not a no, big no I'm pulp. not a big pulp guy. No pulp. I'm not a big pulpy guy. Nope. All right. Um, on top of that, I'm gonna finish it with five A favorite breakfast food. Because I feel like with juice, you're Pancakes. having juice for breakfast. Pancakes. Pancakes? Yeah. Pancakes are delicious, but now you can say it's a side, but I'm going bacon. There's nothing better than like a crispy strip of bacon for breakfast. It's okay. got to be crispy. If it's like... like I like it floppy. No, it's got to be crisp. No, I like it floppy. It's got to be crisp, borderline, borderline burnt, because it can be... No. If it's if it's too If it's too burnt, no good. It's got to be... There's that fine line, but... Oh, Crispy bacon, especially just when you bite into it and you get that, like that snap. No. Oh, no. it is good. Crispy bacon all the way. Fine. Be that way. <laughs> all right. Well, that about wraps it up for our episode. Um, again, make sure you follow us on Twitter, on Facebook. Let's get those followers up. It looks like we're getting more and more followers every day, so let's keep those followers up. Um, also, if you have any ideas, suggestions, or if you want to be a guest on our show, just direct messages. Uh, direct message us on Facebook at Stories from the Sidelines or on Instagram. And again, make sure you tune in next week and every week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. Go Bills! <laughs>